Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Many people are completely unaware of the mysterious, unfathomably potent place from which all form, anything that exists in any and all realities, comes. If you don't know about this place, if you don't understand its nature and develop comfort with it, it'll be much, much harder for you to effectively create manifest and nearly impossible for you to maintain momentum as you move through the natural, inevitable stages of the cycle of growth and transformation. In this episode, we're discussing the void and the fertile void, what these spaces are, why they're so misunderstood, why they're so important, and how to leverage them fully as you constantly refine and learn to master your reality. After the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. Today, in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing the void and the fertile void. This is a dozy. Mm. Okay, so, I mean, so many questions. Mm -hmm. Let's just start right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. What's the void? Yeah, so... You know, a lot of people confuse the void for something else. So I'm going to talk about the void is and what they confuse it for. Okay. okay. So just to make a distinction. So the void is a very powerful place, and it's a place that people um, don't talk about very often. Okay. We, all, we like to fixate on form as humans, right? Mm -hmm. Like what is in form. The void is a very specific resonance. It's very feminine, and it's the place of absolute nothing and absolute potential. It is the place from which all form comes. Okay? So it's kind of like the womb. It's, you know, there's nothing, nothing there, but yet form comes from it. The void is everywhere. So it's between all the dimensional orders. It's around the expansion of the universe. So you know how people are saying the universe is expanding, right? Mm. Form is expanding. Well, all around and throughout the universe is the void. And that void is coming into form in the form of the universe. So it's like all around the universe which is expanding is the void which is becoming form the universe. Okay? So the void is an extraordinarily powerful place because it's a place of dissolution as well, where you can release all of this stuff and go to nothing, reset, and then come into form at a higher level order. So the void is an extraordinary place. And it's also the place where you know, between incarnations, we can be in it, depending on how awake you are when you die, or as you come through into form. And it's a place where it's like a reset. You know, you come through this space before you come into the embodiment or the next embodiment. And a lot of people, because they're so addicted to in the embodiment and wanting, you know, resolution or form or something like this, they like come out of the void space too fast. You know, they don't stay in it to allow it to be and to be gestate let's call it for long enough and they like so it's like prematurely pop out of it does that make sense oh kind of because when the way i'm hearing you talking it's like a place that you have to 
a uh, place. It's a place somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not. not. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about it as if it's a place. It's a resonance. Uh, okay, so it's a specific resonance that you can access. And because we are in form, I don't know how else to talk about it. Yeah. But it's a certain resonance, just like pure source, it's a certain resonance. Yeah. That you go through, like I don't, I'm calling go through. So the void is a quantum space. It is both there and not there. So when you're focused on it, it's there. So if you can bring your resonance into it, bring your attention into it, then you can access the void quite easily. I just need to stop you there then. Yeah. Okay, so if I can bring my resonance into it... Like or, um, it's not bring your resonance into it. It's to access the resonance of it. Okay, so to access the resonance of it, so that that would does that mean I have to raise my resonance? How do I do that? To yeah. access the resonance of the void that's mm-hmm. quantum, it's there if I focus on it, it's not there. Mm-hmm. Or it is there, but I'm just not focusing on it. Yeah. Okay, so you, you're saying that it's a state of resonance. Yes. And I have to be in that same state to be able to access that. Mm-hmm. You know what my next question is? How do I do it? Yeah. <laughs> so the way you do it is, well, I've given a lot of different retreats and a lot of different weekends where I actually pull people into the void. Oh, you can okay. do that? Yeah. Because the void is simply a resonance. Everything uh-huh. is, okay, I'm just going to back up. Mm-hmm. Everything is a frequency resonance. Everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Form, not form, dead, alive, whatever. Doesn't matter. Everything is a frequency resonance. Mm-hmm. Pure source is a resonance. We are a resonance. We're made up of different resonance, actually. Okay, so we're like a symphony. We're at like one beautiful sound, but it's all these different, you know what I mean? Disparate sounds that make that one sound. Yeah. The void is the same. It has a resonance. Right. Okay? So what happens, though, is because we're not ourselves resonating high enough or we have too much distortion or we're not even aware that the void is there, mm. we can't resonate. We're not aware of its resonance mm. and we don't know how to resonate with it, meaning activate it within us. Does that make yeah, sense? Because yeah. the void is within you. Okay, it, it actually is within the field that is you because you came from something. It, mm. You know what I mean? You, mm. are, you came from the void. Everything comes from the void. Everything that is formed comes from the void. Right. So you have it within you. And the more that you can access the void, meaning you know what that resonance is, you can feel it, be aware of it, sense it, imagine it within yourself. You can amplify it. And also if you can clear yourself enough, you can enter it more intentionally. Does that make sense? Mm. Resonate with it more intentionally. Okay, why would I want to do that? If you want to clear distortion patterns faster. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so why aren't we all doing that? Because we have too much, like I said, we're not aware of it. We have too much distortion. We're afraid of it. Whatever, there's a whole list, list of things of like why we can't access it. And for a lot of people, when we go into what I've called the death space, mm. and people are afraid of the word death, but truly, when you go into the void, you are kind of in a death space because it's the absolute nothing and absolute potential. So the reason you want to access the void is because you can clear a lot of distortion pattern when you're in it because it's that place of absolute dissolution, absolute nothingness, and all potential. So you can really do a tremendous reset in that place. And what I've noticed is as people do frequency work, when they rise up to a certain frequency resonance, they sort of go into what I call a death space. 
mm. which is an aspect of the void. I mean, you know, that's what the void is. It's kind of like a big death space. It's absolute dissolution, nothingness. And then there is absolute potential. So they're in this space where things don't really, like they're in the space of absolute neutrality in a way, like mm. more amplified than usual. You know, they, they don't have the same attachment to things. They don't have the same triggeredness or emotionality around things. They're much, much, much more neutral. There's like a heightened sense of neutrality because they're in that space where there's a lot of dissolution. dissolution. Mm. And in that, when they're in that space, things sort of stop. You know, like life slows down a lot because you're in that space where you're supposed to be dissolving all those different patterns. And then when you're ready to pop out of that space, then you enter what I call the fertile void and things start to move around you, but they reorganize to a higher level order. Okay, there's two things in there. Okay, go for it. One is, why would I ever move out of the void if mm -hmm. A, I can get rid of my distortion far, yeah. super fast yeah. and I have, I'm complete neutrality to it. I mean, that just sounds like bliss. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's triggering me. This is all cool. I've got rid of my distortion. Why would I move out with that? Yeah. You know? So you move out of it because it's also very still. And we as humans feel a need for growth. Mm. Okay? Because we're trying, we're expressing and experiencing and wanting to be in life. So when you're in that death space or that void space, it, everything feels very like st stopped. Still, uh, you know, it's very, very still. Yeah. Um, because a lot's happening, but again, the experiences of nothingness. Yeah. Right. So after a while, you're like, okay, I kind of would like something to happen. <laughs> and just as you're talking, I'm wondering, I'm imagining, you know, the the high consciousness, pure source, God, whatever you want to call it, that wanted to experience something different in that moment. I'm imagining. Oh, yeah. This is pretty boring. <laughs> Let's do something different. Let's do something different. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's that was my first part. Second part, I heard you say fertile void. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. So the fertile void, I love the fertile void. I actually love both yeah. the void and the fertile void. So the fertile void is this space, kind of like if you've ever experienced the space between awake and sleep. You're not exactly awake. Like you're aware, yeah, and you're kind of asleep, but you're not. You're kind of between these two states. Yeah, the fertile void to me is that that space between being in that void space and being totally in life. Okay. So it's this space where you're aware that life is like you're starting to go into motion again. Mm -hmm. Okay, things are starting to reorganize and coalesce around you, but you're also in that sort of detachment, that neutrality of the voice. So you're just kind of like watching it happen around you. It's kind of spectacular actually. Yeah. And that's where a lot of creativity can come in because you're not attached to a certain outcome, right? Because you're really in that death space. So anything's possible because it's kind of still in that dissolved state. Yeah. So whatever comes through is like, it's like comes through like a, a, it's like the beginning of the birthing yeah. where it's like anything can come through and you're not attached to it yet. So you're kind of watching with fascination as things start to gel and you can follow those things more easily. And that's where a lot of ins inspiration, creativity, inspired productivity, all that stuff comes from the fertile void because it's not yet in form. It's like being like catalyzed. Does mm. that make sense? Mm. It's coming into form and you're kind of catching the wave of that. And that's the, what I call the fertile void. So you're not exactly fully back into life yet, but you're not in that still stillness of the void space either. Okay, okay so I'm, I'm still trying to understand the difference between the void, yeah. the death space, and yeah. the fertile void. Because the way you're 
discussing it, it sounds like you're interacting with both at the same time. Yeah. But then this void is a resonance. Yeah. It's not actually a location. Yes. Or an embodiment or something. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. So, sorry to be confusing. So the the void is a resonance. Okay. It's like a space that we can all, or a resonance that we can all access, whereas there's a space of dissolution, absolute potential, and from which everything comes, that is form. The embodied experience of that is the death space, Uh, okay? So that's when you have this moment where, or many, for some people, days or weeks or months, where everything goes a little bit still because it's a reflection of your lived experience of being in that void space. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So in that death space, everything, like I said, stops, right? You And the best thing to do when, if you're in the death space is to deepen your surrender, to not try to fight to get out of it. Because a lot of people, when they're in it, fight it because they're like, oh, God, everything stopped. Maybe I should just try harder to make something happen. Mm. You know, we can be very, like, confused. I was when I first hit it. I was just like... Uh, why isn't anything happening? Like, where do my clients go? How come I can't make plans? Like, what's happening? And it's not like, it's not like they, that can sound scary to people, but I really had to experience dissolution. They had to go away for a little bit as I reorganized, released in the void space. And then as I came into the fertile void, things started to reorganize and different clients came in or clients were different. You know what I mean? Like behave differently or do you see what I'm saying? Everything reorganized when I came into the fertile void after I'd surrendered in the death space. Okay, so just just for more clarity. Yeah. Can you choose to move your resonance to the same as the void? Or maybe I'm misunderstanding still. Yeah. Can you choose to be in the void or the death space? Or is it just something that happens? Well, the death space is the the embodiment of the, of void. the void. So, but can I choose to li- raise my resonance mm-hmm. to be in the resonance of the void? Or yeah. is this just something that happens because of something that needs to happen? Yeah, you know? I see what you're saying. So I'm going to distinguish. So you can entrain to the frequency resonance of the void. And in fact, in a number of my GFCs or in retreats, especially when we're going deep, yeah. we will entrain to the resonance of the void. Yeah, you, people will hear me talk about this. Exactly, yeah? that's why I was asking. Yeah, so you can, you, can, you can totally, with your attention focus, and also because I'm helping, bring your resonance into alignment with and amplify the, the frequency resonance of the void within you. It's already within you, okay? So just to make that really clear. For the purpose of? For the purpose of clearing mm-hmm. more deeply, for you to move into surrender, for you to embrace potential, whatever shows up. I don't, but you know what I mean? Whatever is showing up in that particular mm-hmm. moment. And does then does that mean then that you will then thereafter move into the death space? You could. Oh. So what will happen sometimes for people is because they have entrained to that resonance of the void and they are in a space where they are releasing a lot of distortion, then they start to experience in the embodiment the death space. Not everyone does, right. but that's when it can happen. You can't actually will the death space. You can't be like, Today, I would like to experience the death space yeah. and then be like, and now I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not really like that. It's more like when your higher self is res- ready and your resonance is high enough and you need to do a, a big reorganization or like a resetting or a release or something like this. Or a surrender. Or a surrender. Or okay. you need to deepen whatever it is that's happening for you in terms of surrender and letting go. Yeah. Then you'll be pushed into the, the death space. Ah, Make sense? Okay. Where you have to 
now let go and deepen in your surrender. Got so it. you're now having the lived experience of the void mm -hmm. through what we're calling the death space so that you can, on the physical level, also participate actively in the surrender process. Got it. Okay. Got it. And then from there, is it always the fertile void that follows that? Yes. Now, what I will say with that is that it depends on... Most people don't know that the fertile void exists. Right, yeah. And so they try to hasten through it, right? Because they're like, oh, thank God, things are starting to move again. You know, humans don't really like stillness very much, mm -hmm. especially in our culture. We're like supposed to be busy. We're supposed to be active. We're supposed to be striving for our outcomes. We're supposed to be doing a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. Okay, so we're not super great with, often, just being in stillness for like a longer period of time. Yep. And we get restless. We're like, oh, I don't like this. We want resolution. Yeah. Okay, so most people do go into the fertile void, but they rush out of it. Yeah. Okay, because they're just like, okay, okay, at least things are moving, thank God, right? Now I have a little bit more certainty. Things are going to start to gel. They're going to move in the direction that I want, you see, because we want resolution. Yeah. So we like try to like move, or march ourselves out of the void as quickly as possible, right? However, the fertile void does happen. And if you can just stay in that space, in that residence, where you are in this space, where you're watching things come together, reorganizing, like different people coming in, different people exiting, circumstances change around you but you're not super attached to it you're just kind of like oddly watching it yeah that's a really powerful place to be in because at that point you're noticing what you have been attached to leave you mm. and it's a great place to confirm remove the release of that attachment so you don't create more of it yeah and then celebrate what it is that you can create coming through for you yeah you see so it's a really powerful place to be in or resonance to be in as you experience yourself coming more into life. And is it also a possibility to see what's available to you? Yes. Because once you've cleared the distortions and the dissolution and you move into the affair, you have more sight or availability to what you can tap into, right? Yes, and more choice, like you and said. more choice. Yeah, and so you can kind of, in that fertile void, because again, you have that, that distance, mm. right? Because you're still a little bit in that void space, you're in that in-between, Yeah. so you're like, oh, here are all the different possibilities in front of them. Maybe not all of them, but you have a better perspective, yeah. okay? a bigger perspective. Like I've chosen this in the past, but all these different possibilities that I wouldn't have expected have shown up. What now am I going to choose? Yeah. Okay, I've had this big surrender or surrender experience. I've let go. I can confirm, remove this distortion pattern. Do I really want to choose the same thing that I have been choosing in the past? Or can I shift my focus into something else uh -huh. that's of a higher resonance? Mm -hmm. Do I want to create or co-create something where I'm more empowered, more brilliant, more abundant, more fill in the blank? Yeah. You know, or whatever yeah. you want to experience. And so do you do, like, do you, have you made or created a GFC or a deep dive that can help us resonate at that? same frequency as the void or is that something that needs to be I'm going to do a deep dive at some point and in the interim what I would say is the event that we gave called stability growth opportunity and leadership amongst amidst chaos really was a lot about tapping into that void into that resonance of the void yeah. to really use a time of chaos to release what it is that triggered us so that we can become internally stronger, so that we can reorganize to a higher order and choose and co-create something better. So that particular event, which you can find on the website, really was a lot about cultivation of that 
resonance of the void mm. within. So if you're curious about that, that was extremely pivotal. Actually, we had one, um, it's funny, one of the uh, our clients or community members who participated in that, she has her own acupuncture practice. Right. And she said, you know, I didn't come into this event trying to create anything. I just did the event because I was called to it. But you know what's weird is that ever since that event, consistently, and I've been wanting this for a while, I have two to three new clients in my practice every week. Wow. Which for her is a lot. Yeah. Her, it's a lot of new people every single week. She goes, I don't even know where they're coming from. They just keep showing up. <laughs> and my practice is growing and growing and growing. Because if you keep you know, amplifying, you know, multiplying that out, her practice is really growing. And she said, and it's funny because it was, I had to, in that void space, have, release a lot of attachment, uh. you know? to my to scarcity and stuff around abundance and a whole bunch of different things for her. Yeah. But as but even though she didn't intend it, because she'd gone through that void space and then experienced the death space when she came out of it, that is what happened for her. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was really cool. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Can I just ask one last question? Sure. Because you know, when when you're talking, um, I think it would be easy to mistake the resonance of the void, the death space, and Emptiness or, yeah, or, or not feeling anything. Yeah. So I don't know if that's emptiness, but it's just maybe apathy. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. The, what the difference would so be. The, yeah. So some people talk about the void as if it's a place of like emptiness, aloneness, um, like sadness, despair, hopelessness. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like some permutation of this. And they feel like when they're experiencing that, they're never going to be whole. Does that make sense? Some version of that. I want to distinguish that is not the void. That is a space where you actually are not experiencing what I would call your big S self or yourself as infinite indestructible consciousness. You're caught in the, the perspective of the little S self, right? The ego mind, which feels separate, which feels disconnected, which feels like there's no hope for humanity or oneself, that it's never going to change. Okay, so when you're mired in that perspective and you are sensing that within you, you, you can easily think, oh, there's an empty void here. There's nothing like there's no significance. There's no light. There's nothing. It just sucks. That's not the void. That is simply an emptiness because your resonance isn't high enough for you to feel complete, for you to feel internally strong, yeah. to know that you are part of everything and everything is part of you and that you're never alone. So that's what you're feeling. And it's very, very distinct from the resonance of the void. And in the void, it's really funny because I've talked about it as absolute nothing, absolute potential, which it is, but it's also everywhere within the one. Mm. So even though there's like this expansive, vast stillness or nothing at nothingness, it's also humming with potential. Mm. And so within that, you feel the everythingness. It's hard to describe, but it's not alone. Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah, I think if you were to start feeling those feelings, that would be the signal then that you're not in the void. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted some clarity around that. So yeah. That could tell the difference between this potential that's just sitting there, that's still expansive and still but bursting with the potential, as opposed to very human feelings of yes. despair yeah. and loneliness and yeah. um, there's nobody there with me, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's an important distinction to make. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for that. I needed to have that clarity and understand really what the void is 
and then what this magic fertile word yeah. is as well. So. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of amazing because both of these spaces are very, very feminine, mm. you know, and I don't mean it in a human sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like things about to be birthed. So it's like all about potential. Yeah. And they're really spectacular places to be in. And I feel like it is, they're only starting to resurface again as something to celebrate. Yeah. yeah. Right. Let's do it. Yeah. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay. Here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for the void and the fertile void. So there are many distortion patterns um, through our lineage, our cultures, our religions that keep us from um, the surrender and the alignment required to um, be in alignment with, to navigate and to access the void frequencies. Okay. And even to some degree, the fertile void frequencies. All right. So this is a introductory group frequency calibration. So you can start to um, release the distortions that cause the resistance. All right. Okay. So here we go. Settling in. Becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of your groin all the way up into your pelvic girdle. So that whole pelvic structure. If you're a woman, please be aware of your womb space within the pelvic structure. Okay, so there's the groin, the pelvic structure, and the womb space, if you are a woman. Even if you've had your uterus removed, still focus on that space. Okay? All right. So just noticing the tilt of your pelvis, its heaviness, the space of it in relation to other parts of the body, like your toes or your knees, or perhaps your heart. So just be starting to become aware of this space. And 
Noticing the space within the bony structure of the pelvic girdle. If you're a woman, noticing the softness and the firmness of the womb space at the same time. Good. And now, please become aware of your breath. Just noticing your breath at first. Not changing it. Just noticing it. Notice if you have a desire to change it or you immediately started to change it when I suggested that you become aware of it. So just noticing all these little details. And after a couple of breaths of just noticing your breath and how it is today, allowing your breath to deepen, to become more full, to slow down and take up more space inside your body. Good. And now please imagine your breath expanding and contracting like a balloon in all directions around you. So as you inhale and exhale, your breath is like a balloon that expands and contracts around you. Great. And now please become aware of your surroundings. And as you become aware of your surroundings, noticing with your eyes closed, the texture of whatever is touching your skin. Okay, so maybe it's the air, because invariably some part of your skin is probably touching the air. Or perhaps it's the bedding or the upholstery, the smoothness of a floor. Just noticing the texture of whatever is touching your skin. And if you're being aware of the air, noticing the temperature of the air, if it's moving or still. If it feels fresh or if it feels stagnant, just noticing. Good. And whenever you're ready, blinking your eyes open, 
noticing the quality of the light. You're not looking at anything in particular. You're just noticing the quality of the light. Mm -hmm. And after a few seconds of noticing the quality of the light, keeping your eyes open, please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, triangulation is simply becoming aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. What those inanimate objects are is not important. So let's say, for example, that object A is uh, the table, and you notice that the table is about three feet to you. You would notice that distance between the table and you, and then feel the distance. And you would do the same thing for objects B and C. And you'll notice that as you do this with each object, your sense of where you are in space becomes more clear, more focused, and more apparent to you. And why we do this is to help you to come further into the zero point of space and time. If you do not know what that is, uh, you can watch episode 151 after this GFC. Yes, good. So now, whenever you have finished triangulating, blinking your eyes closed again and bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest, in your nipple line. Bringing your hand or finger to the spot just to keep your focus here. Yeah, let's take one nice deep breath together with your hand or finger still in the spot. Inhaling holding your breath for a count of five. And whenever that five count is complete, releasing your breath at the speed and intensity you prefer, holding your breath out also for a count of five. Uh-huh. And after you finish this one long single breath, just breathing normally. So what we're waiting for is for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. So whilst we do that, please know if you're new that I'm working on um, you at the group level and the subgroup level. I also sometimes work in silence. It's generally when the frequencies are really high and if the mastermind is moving fast enough, then I'll work more and more in silence because to make sound would only reduce the frequency resonance, which doesn't benefit you. I also do make sound. So you may hear me 
yawn or hum or exhale sharply. And that's how I release some of the heavier stickier distortion patterns. Not always, but often. And if I say something that you really resonate with, it's likely a distortion pattern that you run. And if I say something that you really resist, that's also likely a distortion pattern that you are running. So I invite you to remain open, curious, and to examine further. Good. So now that the mastermind has coalesced, keeping your attention in that heart space and in addition in your solar plexus, okay, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. So your sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So keeping your hand in your solar plexus and your heart space, let's go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And that question again, for those of you who are new, is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this surprisingly vast space, becoming aware of, imagining, sensing, or feeling a brilliance at its very core. And that brilliance starts to get brighter and brighter because you have your attention on it. And as it gets brighter, it naturally expands outwards in all directions, through all of your cells, your organs, out through your bone structure, your muscles, out through your flesh and the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Noticing the brightness and the brilliance within the sphere. Good. And now becoming aware, please, of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm bringing your frequency resonance up, irrespective of where it began. Because how high your frequency resonance is, dictates everything 
from what your life looks like, how you feel about it, how able you are to manifest, and even how much abundance you experience. So this is the, one of the most important things that we do together. Whether you feel anything or not is not very important. Good. Yeah. Bringing your attention now, please, from your heart space all the way down to your pubic bone. Okay. So the first distortion pattern that we're going to address is resistance, discomfort with, or fear of the expansive stillness of the void. Now, intellectually, you might ask yourself, well, I don't see why that's a problem. But most people have trouble with being still and staying still. And when you're in the stillness of the void, it can feel infinite okay? or like it's not going to end. And some people get really um, agitated by that okay? or they resist it or become fearful or that type of thing because it's such a new thing for most people. So we're releasing this fear, resistance, discomfort with expansive stillness of the void. There we go. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And now becoming aware of your heart space from the front surface of the heart space all the way through the body, out the back body, in addition to the back of your neck, especially along your spine, please. Okay. So there's quite a deep level of surrender that's required to even be able to access the void. And so there's a number of distortion patterns here. So one is that um, is the attachment to control. You, you want to know what's going to happen, what it's going to look like, when it's going to happen. It's very normal. It's very human. Okay, so let's release that attachment to certainty, which keeps us from being able to be in the surrender space that is required for us to align with
imagining, sensing, or feeling a very deep, brilliant blue that starts to expand from deep within you out in all directions around you. Really nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And bringing your attention, please, to the pineal gland in the very center of your brain. It's like a little sphere in the very center of your brain. And right in the center of the heart space. I'm going to release this fear of the unknown, okay? Because uh, it isn't known to most people. And because it's so expansive and still, it can be very unnerving. So we're going to release this Fear of the unknown, so you can move past certainty. Good. Very nice. Bringing your attention now, please, to that xiphoid process right at the base of the sternum. So that sternum, again, is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So if you trace it from the hall of your throat all the way down to its base, and where it goes from bone to flesh, and where you press it, it feels a little tender, right there is your xiphoid process. So from there all the way down to your belly button in a straight line, down by about three inches or seven centimeters. Just keeping your attention on that spot, that line, Yeah, I'm just clearing out your pain body because your pain body has a memory of you before the frequency work was done that we just did, which makes it harder to integrate because you keep smacking up against the memory of who you used to be. So if I clear out your pain body, it makes integration a lot smoother for you. You still have to do it, but it makes it a lot smoother. This just takes a couple of seconds. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion Usually, there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live.
for the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.